Are you curious about life and the world around us? Shit, us too. Join our conversations on life, liberty, and the pursuit of anime, and everything in between. This is Alicia, Paul C, and welcome to Vi Curious. Oh, okay, didn't do it this time either. Hey now. Hey Alicia, how are you? Oh, phenomenal as always. Okay, I love that. Phenomenal woman. If that's the song. You definitely like said, said that last time. You did. I did say that last time. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, is this deja vu? What's going on here? But maybe because I'm mm. always opposite of a phenomenal woman, so it always feels like it's a great day. Mm. Look at that. Are you proud of that? Like I am said. proud of that. I'm proud of you. You should be. I'm proud of you. We thank you, my sister. We thank you. You're beautiful. Chocolate skin. We thank you, my sister. Looking gorgeous every day. We thank you, my sister. Giving life to the man. We thank you, my sister. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And now we finna get current. Ooh, right? So, just in case this episode does not come out today, we are filming or recording on April 10th, 2021. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I just like I was like okay at least it's about to like step in like yeah or yeah because I, I always step in you know one of our listeners uh, brought it to my attention he was like um, yeah you know you you run the podcast and I was like um, no I don't think so he was like yeah yeah you do and I said no it's both of us and he said no to you and I said (laughs) so you know I was like I don't know how to take that like if I'm talking too much or what I don't think Um, you talk too much no I feel like what it is is um most of the time because like my past experience where I used to do like shows or interviewing people I'm used to interviewing so majority of the time I like to just ask questions and get the person's perspective you know so I mean originally that was my idea with the vicarious podcast I wanted to ask people from different backgrounds and lifestyles and countries and get their perception um perspective on life or something so I maybe I need to also switch this more to a dialogue conversation kind of thing. That's what you're telling me. I'm not telling you anything. She was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, nigga, I'm gonna run this show." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't say that. <laughs> she didn't word it that way, but I felt it. But go ahead, go ahead, be that, be the queen. We thank you, my sister. So, um. I usually know, I believe you know, because um, I feel like it's been all over social media. So um, RIP to, I'm going to say DMX first, just because I feel like- You don't care about Prince Philip. <laughs> like, I don't care if he rests in peace, to be honest. He was alive during the um, whole colonization of India. So, you know, that yeah, part. So I, I'm not caring about his rest, his internal rest. So- Yes, uh, rest in peace to DMX. Um, He did pass at the age of 50. Um, And um, I think that hit a home for a lot of people, just one, because of his, you know, impact on their lives through his music. And then um, them battling or having family members that battle with addiction. So, yeah. Definitely. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. But um, I was saying it's, it's um, he's from that generation actually where the crack epidemic had like really blew up at that period of time. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's, he's a really good point to see like um, even though the crack epidemic or the war on drugs was what, 30 years ago, it's still mm-hmm. having an impact on us today, or Absolutely. at least as a black community. And I feel like a lot of people never take that into consideration when they think about the homeless population. Because DMX, yeah, he was on crack, but he also was really talented. He was able to get himself in a position where he was able to still like sit in society, no problem. But a lot of people who suffer from drug addiction, especially from like the 1990s and early 2000s, they're right now on Skid Row. Oh, and it's like crack. <laughs> Cause crack is real, and I it was weird. Cause like yesterday, I was having a, a like a random bar conversation, and I was just like, I wonder what you see when you're on crack. You know, like what do you see when you're on drugs? You know, are you seeing like colors and stuff? Like I don't know, if, you know, what shrooms? Have you ever like shrooms? You know, I'm shrooms? not going to talk about dr- taking drugs on the podcast. No, no, no. I'm just saying, have you heard about shrooms? Of course, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna tell you about taking drugs. Don't worry. Bleep bleep the fifth on this podcast. But anyway, so um with shrooms, pe- folks are like uh, <laughs> folks um they're supposed to see like shapes and colors or something. I was like, I wonder if that's like all drugs are like that. I ain't gonna test it out because you know, I don't get the whole rehab. I don't think rehab is an option for us. <laughs> or maybe no. nowadays. It's not an option. I'm gonna be on skate row. I'm yeah, good, so. thanks. I'm I'm like, good I'm, on that. Really I feel good. like I do feel like that's a race kind of thing because I feel like it's weird for, I mean, not all, but like majority of black people are like, drugs? Hell no. But like other races, yeah. they'd be like, yeah, I popped some Zans in the park. <laughs> 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 You're a petty individual. Um... A petty individual. <laughs> or like, it's like, I've had people, I've been at parties, especially here in LA, because, you know, the population is not, I mean, I, of course, I'm not going to always end up partying with like a bunch of black people i'm partying with like other races i've had people come up to me like yeah bro you're so cool you want a bump i'm like a bump of what yeah (laughs) they're so they're so like it's so interesting because it's just like yeah you want some coke excuse me and they do it so casually yeah like it's just like yeah it's some, some coke and it's just like first of all i don't do crack and it's just like <laughs> it's like no it's not crack just some coke yeah i don't do crack get out of my face so <laughs> then i'm gonna go home and tell my mama guess what on crack oh my god <laughs> yes i was like mom yes who's on crack you know what and it's funny because i failed the dare program and I missed too many days. It's not like, yeah. So at fifth grade, I failed the D.A.R.E. program because I missed so many days of school. And I always think like, man, I feel like the D.A.R.E. program would have led you to drugs just because they kept showing all the commercials and the videos. I'm like, what does this drug look like? And I was like, this is going to make me want to do this. Let me back up. Um, I feel like those drug programs are very unrealistic, like trying to make it seem like people are just like, oh, yeah, come do drugs. Like, you know do it and it's just kind of like nobody does that like and nobody's gonna spend their money on like weed or whatever other than coke but like nobody's gonna spend their money again like for example weed and put in and you didn't put in and they're just like come on just smoke some weed it's just like you want to hit this no all right nick shoot (laughs) that's it like that's it no one's gonna beg you to like hit a joint 
And like back in the day, a lot like the D.A.R.E. program more or less was um, it was the child of the, like the war on drug program that um, under Ronald Reagan and the D.A.R.E. program came about during that period of time. But a lot of the stigma that came with drugs is actually stuff that was like it was just it's more or less was um, what's it called? Paranoia, lies. I guess. Mm -hmm. Propaganda. Sorry, it was propaganda and lies because um, I think at the time when they, they made marijuana illegal, they were trying to push the Mexicans out of like California in the Texas region. And, you know, if they arrest them, they were able to send them to Mexico. It was something like that. So more or less, they criminalized marijuana because they knew that blacks and Latinos were more likely to use it. Mm-hmm. I never knew that because they, they, they knew that there was no real in, impact or issues on it, but they just knew like, oh, we criminalize this one thing, we can disrupt those communities. So it was kind of like the earlier war on drugs kind of started back in like the 1920s. Oh, yeah, for sure. The war on drugs was just specifically racist. Um, it, it's systemic racist. Um, another form of it, for sure. And because yeah. um, I mean, like they were the ones that distributed crack and coke into those communities um yeah, yeah from like, like guatemala can, yeah and you can see it like um a good example is like snowfall like <gasps> do you watch snowfall i do i don't watch I, it yet don't, about it. i'm sorry i don't watch it yet so i mean you don't like oh no i mean i'm not gonna t i'm not gonna say anything about it i'm just like an example of it would be snowfall i definitely okay. encourage you to watch it though okay then thank you so like you're like the fifth person that told me to watch it and i just remember because we spoke about this girl on another podcast danny lee or danny lay whatever she said um oh all these people keep talking about snowfall i just don't get it and it was like the uncle what's the, there's an uncle on the show uncle ruckus or something mm -hmm. he, Ooh, he not uncle ruckus. what's his name uncle rufus right Mm-hmm. Rufus. Anyway, so Uncle, I apologize. So Uncle Rufus re um, responded to her text. <laughs> Anyways, he responded to her. He's like, oh, that's because Snowfall's a black thing. You wouldn't get yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that. And it was beautiful. It was a perfect response. Yeah. <sighs> poor girl. Poor girl. But um, like going back on. on herself, but okay. Yeah, she has. So going back on like drugs, you know, also I was thinking like, how the hell do you get on drugs? Like, where does it come from? Like, do you, like, do you just, like, you know, I'm gonna do crack today. You know what I mean? I always just thought about that, you know? <laughs> like, have you ever thought about that? Like, yo, like, you just, like, wake up. Ah, I'm gonna do some crack. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, does the thought come before or after you brush your teeth? So I'm thinking, in, in, my, in my sense, so, uh, especially when I was younger, I never understood it. And, um... Cause it's just like, especially for like people in our generation, it's just like people in uh, in our generation that are doing heavy drugs, like opiates and, and heroin and um, crack and, you know, those types of things, um, prescription pills and stuff like that, like abusing it. It's just like, you know, the effects. I'm not saying that boomers have an excuse as into why, because I mean, they were educated on it, but it, it was like fresh kind of, kind of when they came out. So everybody was doing a little Coke, you know, and stuff like that. And it just transitioned into crack. And, and Didn't they like used that. to have like Coke in Coke? 
Didn't like Coca Cola yeah, like Coke long, in it or something? long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, as far as for now, and I was just like, we're we're educated about it. Like you know what it does. Like crack makes women leave their babies. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you you know about this. Like why would you get on it? And even though it sounds silly, a thing for me, uh, I used to watch the um, the show called uh, Intervention. It's on AE, I think, or something like that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And they they follow addicts around. And it's always really weird to me. And I think just because, like, they're, they're suffering from addiction, like, it doesn't click for them. Like, why would a TV show want to follow you around and watch you do illegal things? And, and you know... But anyway, um, so they follow the people around and they start with their story. Like you'll see the people and it's like, hi, my name is Amber and I'm a, I'm an alcoholic or something like that. And then it just follows and it's just like, you know, shots of Amber drinking from the time she wakes up to the time she goes to bed and stuff like that. And it has her family in there and whatnot. And then she has, they always do a backstory, which shows the transition. So it's like, oh, Amber was always a really happy girl. And, you know, then her mom died or, you know, Joe was Until she really... wasn't. <laughs> anyway, Sorry. and then it's like, oh, Joe is like, you know, he was a hardworking man. He was, you know, this, that, and the third. And then, um, you know, he lost his job or his brother passed away or once such and such turned 17, they got, you know, they came out and said that their step, you know, daughter, daughter, step father or mother was touching them inappropriately and that's what triggered them to start experimenting with drugs when they were in high school and it just was a snowball effect so a lot of times like what I've seen and just from other people that I know personally addictions definitely come from like a mental place I think and I mean like I'm not (laughs) addicted to anything like that so I'm I'm on the I'm on the outside, you know, speaking Looking on something in. that I'm not in, but from what I've seen and, and, and things that I've like read about and things like that, it's a lot of times it's just like a, a void or there's emptiness or there's some sort of portion in their life that the person is unhappy with or they, they want to forget. And they're just like, you know what? I don't care. Like I'm spiraling. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'll do some I'll do some crack. Like I'll, I'll shoot up real quick. Like yeah, I'll do some heroin. See what it's like. Yeah, that kind like of thing. Dr- yeah, drug addiction is such a. It's like it's a mental health crisis on its own. It is like oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. People who get on drugs, I will feel like they tend to either you're young, you didn't know you were, it was forced upon you, or you're just like there's something in you like depression. And it's like yeah. people, like, you know how they always talk about like a wedding or sorry, funerals, people grieve differently. Some people cry and some people are just like stoic and like straight face. And I feel like drugs are the same. Like some, like how we deal with our depression is like, it depends on our outlet. So some people might, I'm going to start working out and get in really good shape. Some people might, I'm just going to close myself away and like, you know, shut the door, turn the lights off. And other people are like, I'm going to do crack. So it's... I don't know. Yeah. So I don't think anyone just wakes up like they get out of the bed, brush their teeth, walk their dog, make an omelet. And as they're cleaning up, they're like, you know what? I'm going to go find some crack. Like, no, it, it doesn't work that way. I'm, I'm pretty That's sure. Like, um, like I was on World Star Hip Hop the other day. And yes, I still go on World Star Hip Hop, but please don't judge me. It's out of habit because it was the only website that was open in China. Um, so I'm going to World Star Hip Hop. It's like one of those like, 
I'm bored. Let me go World Star. I'm that's that's what I do. So um, I don't even watch fight comps. By the way, I don't watch any fight videos. I usually just, anyways. So on World Star Hip Hop, they produced a video. Oh, they published a video, and it was of Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden's son. And he was, I don't know what the interview was for exactly, but they did, did a snippet of it. And more or less, so I don't know if the listeners know or not, but his son was is known to have been a recovering drug addict, right? So I was watching it, and I think it's really interesting that we have a sitting president with a son who's openly speaking about drug addiction. I really like that also because, you know, DMX passing, I'm pretty sure that's going to lead to people, you know, trying to get help. Or they're gonna look at their family members differently because I'm like, yo, this big, this dude up here who is I'm supposed to be looking up to, you know, can fall mm-hmm. from like with with this uh, disease than you know anyone can. So it's like it, it can leave people to forgive and like you know seek help also for their addiction. And right. Hunter Biden in the interview, the snippet more or less, he was like, yeah. And at the time when I was like really like full blown addicted. If I were to see dust on a rug, I would scoop that up and smoke it because I I just needed to get cracked no matter what it was. And he said that he smoked, I think it was Parmesan cheese, like crumpled Parmesan cheese because he thought it was crack. Like, wow. yes, if I could find it, I'll put it in the, the description for this episode as well. But it was just like, it was so interesting that a sitting president's son was so open about it in public. And I, I, I like that, though, because it's such a, a difference between how Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan treated drugs compared to how we look at drugs now. Well, I think that it puts it in a perspective that people, like how close to home it can be for people, and it just puts it in a more realistic aspect. I mean, I don't know a lot of people who don't have, like, a family member of some kind or some capacity. Well, let's take that back, a family member of some kind, um, immediate or distant that is addicted to something. And it's just like, oh, well, you know, I have an aunt who's addicted to crack or, hey, you know, like my mom's alcoholic, you know? And it's just like, you just kind of, it's like a part of like everyday life. And it's just like, either they're functioning with it, you know, and it's just not so far-fetched. I think a lot of times, or like when we were younger, it kind of, to me, it just seemed like no freaking way. Like doing drugs was just some thing that, you know, rural area people did. Like this wasn't something that could ever happen. Like you got to really? be in the you... pits. Like when I was younger. When I no, was but younger. you got rural though. I would think inner city. Cause when I think of drugs, I always think of cities. I don't think of like the countryside. Okay, I apologize. I apologize. No, you're fine. Don't apologize. But, Uh you know, just in in my mindset, it was just like so far-fetched that it would happen. And then, you know, you get older and you're like, oh, this is closer to home than really is. And then, like, you meet people who are, like, actually doing this stuff. Like, they're actually doing coke. And it's like more than once. And it's like, oh, this is expensive. You stay with your mother. Why are you doing coke? Or you meet people who are like doing crack. And it's like, okay, you're a functioning crackhead. That's wild to me. I will say though, like um, when I was in China, um, like in Shanghai, because Shanghai is a party city. So it's, I mean, I don't want to say like everyone's doing coke, but a lot of people do it out there. 
And I just remember, because we're students, so we have to go to school at like eight in the morning and stuff like that. So you can see these, some people, you like people got lost. I'm just going to say that. And I don't, I don't mean on a map. They got lost in Shanghai. And I would see it because like, I would maybe the first day of class, hey, my name's ABC and I'm from this country and we're all cool hanging out and stuff. And then they start partying and then they're like, they try it. And then you can see like, I had, there was one time I went to my friend's spot and this was like, we met in August. I went to their spot in like April. Their lights were off. Like they oh. didn't pay their water or electric bill. They hadn't been to class in like three weeks. I had randomly run into them on the street and I went up to their apartment. I was like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, mommy? What the oh hell? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Why is your lights not on? Oh, well, I forgot to pay the power bill. Uh-uh. We're not doing this. <laughs> Boy, give me the phone. I'll go pay the bill really quick. We got to do something about this. But anyways, they, they like drugs will have you. It just messes you up. You're not on the same sleep schedule. You don't think. I don't know. It's just it's unfathomable to me. I can't do it. I like my body, you know, healthy. Hmm. Mm. Well, again, I don't think that anyone who's suffering from addiction is just like, you know, before, prior to them getting there, they're just like, yeah, you know what? I just want to deteriorate my body and, and do meth and have my teeth fall out and shit like that. Like, I don't think that any person that it does that, they're just suffering from a mental illness itself. And then their outlet is drugs. Um, Cause maybe that's all they know or that, it was there at the time or something like that. Um, again, like you said, people have different outlets, people, you know, like get depressed and then they work out and they're just like, you know what? Like, Oh my God, your body looks so great. How did that happen? I was depressed. Um, you know, and it's like, Oh, and it's like, yeah. So instead of eating, I just worked out or on the other spectrum, like, a uh, person was really thin and it's like, then they gained weight because, you know, they were eating a lot and they had slow metabolism or something like that. These people just had drugs. It's kind of like um, when you see people mm -hmm. like, oh, congratulations, you got skinny or whatever. Because I've known people who got skinnier because of depression. Mm -hmm. You know, they stopped eating. They were just like, I didn't feel like eating, you know, and they like, they lost so much weight because of it. So people are giving them like, oh, good job. You got skinnier. Oh, wow. You look so nice. But it's like, no, it's not because I was unhappy. And that's why I lost the weight. Because I've met people who've lost weight out of unhappiness. Yeah. You know, people always have this idea of like, you gain weight. But like, I've met a lot of people who lost weight from unhappiness. I was like, or the depression. I'm like, fuck, you know, man, mm -mm. I mean, I get it. Um, but that whole, um, portion was just based off of, you know, DMX. And I, I don't want the whole thing about DMX to be solely about just drugs because DMX was more than just like his addiction. I think that was just the latter portion of him. Um, and a lot of times people like to just talk about like, oh yeah, well, you know, like he was, you know on drugs and shit and it's just like well yeah but Yo, he was yeah. a phenomenal phenomenal excuse me um artist yeah yes. he um I, la times after he passed I, they posted their um the article title and it was um dmx the graspy voice rapper who dealt with drugs and crime 
dies at age 50 and mm-hmm. so many people drag these motherfuckers because i was like why would you like i hate when there's a victim or someone who suffered or passed away and instead of just looking at the person like, oh this person passed away they're like oh well they died of drugs right you know it's yeah. like you couldn't say anything dmx was like and i never noticed his impact on music so i'm looking mm-hmm. at all these people posting about it and i was like damn but dmx was big because i forgot he performed at some festival and it was just like it was only white people but it was mm-hmm. white people as far as the eye. <laughs> it was so many it was a sea of white people <laughs> and they were yeah. rapping and the whole time like i'm seeing this video everyone's like man this is amazing he's so talented da, da, da. and the whole time i'm thinking like i bet these white folks saying nigga Right? Of course they are. <laughs> I was thinking that I was like, "Cause that song is full of some n words, and y'all are just hitting every y'all not missing a beat." Of you course know? they are. But I mean, like, yeah, like that was just the artist that he was, and just the person that he was as well. If you like at his interviews and like his mindset itself, it was just like he was just a victim of addiction. But I mean, that didn't diminish him as a as a person, you know. So I think that a lot of times people like to just associate people with like their addiction and it's like, they're, they're more than that. And, and that mindset itself is what kind of like, um, not enables, but it kind of like takes people further into the addiction. Cause it's just like, oh, well, they only just think I'm a crackhead. I might as well just be a crackhead. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's so not true. just you, you know? That's why like. I noticed that I also, cause I, 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 I feed into that kind of thing where it's like not feed into it all the time, but sometimes I treat a person at that, that they're like still at their lowest moment. Like I don't do it all the time, but I've done it before and I have to correct myself mm. on that now. Cause I can't, even though I know you've, you've done this thing or you've hurt me or you've done this really bad thing that I really didn't like. I have to learn that, okay, people grow. And I feel like a lot of times with these news articles, they don't ever think of the concept of people grow, people change, people learn, they've made mistakes. And of course not, because that's not what's going to get readers. Readers are going to look at, oh my God, a crackhead died. Like, what's happening? Like, they're looking for, you know, people to, you know what I'm saying, like, read their content. They're not looking to be like, oh, DMX was a great person and he motivated. Like, they're not looking to do that. They don't give a darn if they're disrespecting DMX and, like, what he stood for or anything like that. They just want readers so they can get money because America runs off of capitalism. But, you know, bloop, 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 that bloop, kind bloop, of bloop. thing. We didn't hear it from us first. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so DMX, he had like, um, I was reading about him. He had like eight studio albums. He um, he was in five different movies. I didn't even know that he was in that many films. I remembered him from mm-hmm. um, Romeo Must Die and Cradle to the Grave, these two movies. Because Aaliyah was in there. And Belly. Was it? Oh, Belly. I See, I've never watched Belly, but I, I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I can see that. All right, then. So um, do you have anything else to add on this um, particular topic? Scoop to scoop to scoop to scoop to scoop, whatever that video <laughs> I'm not even going to cut this out. I'm just going to leave it in there. This is more natural. No, I'm going to cut that portion out, though. But it's okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah, definitely cut there. that out. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't think that I really have anything more to say on it, to be honest. Um, of addiction, I just think that it's important for people to 
understand that a person is more than, you know, their addiction, because it's like, if you meet someone and they're bipolar, or if they have ADHD or something like that, they're not just that person with ADHD. That's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's just true. an ailment that comes against them. I mean, it's, it, it happens and it's a part of their life, but that's not what you should associate with them. And it's just like, oh my God, there's that crazy girl who talks to herself. And it's just like, okay, well, she's dealing with schizophrenia, but you know, it's, mm. it's cool if that's how you want to identify her, that kind of thing. As it's uh, like, I, you I have I, to recognize I'm, it as a disorder, disease, not yeah. as like some criminal, you know, because I. Right. What state is it? Uh, they just decriminalized drug offenses. Uh, no. Which, which state decriminalized? Oh, there it goes. Um, this was back in December, and it was Oregon. Oregon became the first state to decriminalize possession of hard drugs. And I want to say prostitution as well. Prostitution being illegal is the dumbest thing in the entire world to me. Because how are you making it illegal for someone to use their body? How is that affecting anybody? Like, and it's hey, like you kind of use you your body already. Use your body. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 so dumb. Like, it's we use our bodies thing. for companies. Am, am I not a prostitute if this company's whoring me out for my time and my you energy? Know, it's like, like I'm like I'm using my body, which is my services, to provide a service to somebody i'm waking up in the morning i'm going to a factory i'm buying steel toe boots i'm lifting things and putting it down for someone else like it's still labor why is it that because it's private like it's dumb it's it's so stupid it makes no sense like i always think about it um (laughs) like um it's the oldest form of entrepreneurship and just like (laughs) Why are y'all trying to stop these people from getting their money? Because the only reason I feel like prostitution's, Ill, I mean, there's also, of course, there's drawbacks. Maybe it was better regulated. They can make it a regulated system where prostitutes pay taxes, you know? Because I feel like, don't people like, um, that's the kind of the thing when women have, um, not women, men and women, actually. Let me stop trying to be sexist here. But um, mm. when you have like premium Snapchats or something, and even OnlyFans, I didn't know that. You have OnlyFans, you have to pay taxes. Of course. I didn't know they claim taxes on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. I mean, Man. it's a service though, because like sex work is work. Like for some reason, like people feel like because it's sex, it's not work. And it's just like, uh, it is, it is because you're providing a service. And, um, I think that's more of a conservative outlook or, um, thought process into like not acknowledging sex workers. Mm, I feel like we need to do a whole topic on this eventually. Like, I'm going to call it pro-ho. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's not the topic. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll figure out, like, the topic title. But, um... You know, we'll think about that later. So, we'll, we'll wrap this one up. So... RIP to DMX, X Big Dog, you know, the um, Rough Riders. Let's roll. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Rough Riders? It is. It's just I didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh man his voice have you ever heard him sing like he was singing rudolph the red nose reindeer and i never noticed that his talking voice is like his rapping voice so yes. i don't think he he's not really rapping he was talking in those songs basically yeah he sounds like that yes uh-huh. it, that was crazy me. Can, you, like can you imagine though like having to talk to someone with a voice like that every day i it'd be hard for me because i'm like the whole time i'm like <laughs> Like, I never noticed that was his voice. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I watched his, uh, I watched interviews from him, and I remember I was young, and I thought that he was just, like, he made his voice like that. You know, for example, like, if you ever listen to Screamo, like, emo music, and how yeah. they're, like, scream, like, they have a, a, a way of doing that, I assume that that's what DMX did. But, no, he actually sounds like that. That's so. different. That's real different. But... A little bit. You know, RP to DMX, and remember, if you have someone around you who suffers from drug addiction or any other disorder, be patient with them. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on your phone? <laughs> what are you, what are you on your phone or something? Because you like, I was like, you supposed to remember that you supposed to pick it up. You 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 dropped it right there. Like I didn't drop it. It was that. That's that's it. You know. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we always enjoy your feedback. If you have any questions, if you have any additional things that you would like to put in, have you dealt with anyone who suffered from addiction? How did that deal? How, how did you deal with it? Um, you can uh, talk about it anonymously, um, but we love to hear feedback on it because addiction is a very serious topic. And and on and though we are laughing and things like that, addiction is serious and it's scary. Mm. And a lot of times people don't know what to do because it's not. A, I mean, there are things to do but a lot of times I think that people come from a place where they just don't think that it could happen to them or it would happen to their family and it's like right around the corner it's in your neighborhood it's your neighbors it's family members that are hiding it well they're functioning you know addicts and things like that so um I mean I I think um, that it's good for us to like put in like numbers if you or you know someone suffering with addiction there should be like a number. There the is actually a, a number. I'll put the number also. It's um 1-800-662-HELP or 4357 at the end. And I'll put it in the description as well so they can check it out. But um, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>